Welcome to the Vineyard Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on this podcast or other resources, go to vineyardlive.us. To learn more about us, go to thevineyardchurch.us. classic question to ask a child than, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was asked this question many times. I assume most of you were asked this question. And of course, that answer shifted and changed over the years. For a season, I really wanted to be a ballerina. But as it turns out, this body was not built for floating across any stages. Then I went through a season where I really wanted to be a librarian, and I had this incredible stamp set, and I put stickers on the back of all my books. And then, you know, I'd put the stamp on to let people know when it was due, and then I put it underneath the counter to deactivate it so my brothers could check out all of my books. In high school for a short season, I really loved my anatomy class, and I thought, you know what? Maybe I could be a nurse or a doctor. But as it turns out, I'm quite squeamish, and I have very little empathy for pain, so that didn't go over so well. Isn't it interesting when we ask children what they want to be, they often answer with what they want to do. You know, we, we talk to our family, we talk to our friends, we talk to our guidance counselors, you know, we take these quizzes and assessments, we try to figure out, okay, what skills do I have, and, and maybe what industry should I go into? Because we believe that work is a God-given gift to each of us, that we were created to work. We were destined to work. You know that word destiny, can I be honest? It's always been like a little bit intimidating to me. I don't know why, but it feels like it should be blinged out in diamonds. And when I say the word destiny, a little like background music, you know, comes on. And maybe that's how it feels to you too. It feels kind of mysterious or, or difficult to wrap our minds around. But today I'm going to be talking about destiny, and I thought it might be helpful for me to actually define what I mean when I say destiny. It's simply the purpose for which we were created. And our work and our career, it's part of our destiny, but thankfully our destiny is much bigger than that, which is good news, especially if you don't like your job right now. Discovering our purpose um, is a personal, and it's a nuanced journey, journey, and it, it forces us to ask some tough questions, like, why am I here? What was I made for? Does God have a plan for my life? How do I know if what I'm doing is the right thing to do? You know, for some, doesn't it just seem like they discover their destiny like that, and it seems so simple and so easy? And then for others, the journey of destiny, it's this lifelong journey. It's filled with fits and starts, lots of disappointment. You know, the truth is our destiny can easily be derailed by the problems in our own life, the problems in the world. We're busy, we're distracted, we're stressed. Our destiny becomes a duty rather than a delight. And often I find that, you know, when I talk to people, there's this sense of like discipline. Well, you know, I I have to do this. I I don't, you know, I don't really want to, but I I have to. And for others, destiny just feels kind of duddy. Like we just kind of say to ourselves, well, I guess this is it, you know, till I retire and can do what I feel like doing every day. 
We don't see how our work and our families and our other interests have anything to do with God and his redemption. You know, what's so sad is that in this destiny journey, we can so easily lose our sense of wonder and adventure and excitement and just kind of settle. Our faith feels dead rather than alive. Our jobs, they don't feel like an adventure. They feel like a trap. Are you discouraged about your destiny today? Well, there's hope. And that's why I'm so excited to share this message with you because we believe we are called to be naturally supernatural disciples. And what that means is that we're normal people who take God's presence and his problem solving into every area of life. We believe that God wants to encounter us and encounter the world around us every single day. And today we're gonna key in on this roadmap to encounter by looking at the gospel story of destiny. And we're gonna see how, that we, how we can discover our destiny by embracing doing what we were made to do in partnership with the Holy Spirit. So I'm gonna pray and invite him to be our teacher together today. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you here to be the teacher, to give us ears to hear, God, what you have for us today. As, as we look at this whole area of destiny, God, we, we just come to you with open hands, God, and open hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, well, understanding the full story of the gospel is really important to living out the naturally supernatural life. You know, when you say yes to Jesus, it's so much more than a ticket to heaven. It is a restored relationship with your father. It's a new identity in Jesus, and it's daily partnership with the Holy Spirit. And a few weeks ago, Putty unpacked this for us. We call this the three-in-one gospel. Remember all of those beautiful charts and everything? If you didn't see that message, you want to go back and watch it because it was the foundation of our whole series. And now what we've been doing is we've been talking about the relationship story, that we belong to our Father. And we've been talking about the identity story, that we have been made right by Jesus. We've been made to be who God created us to be. And today, I'm going to talk about the destiny story. And the destiny story has to do with the Holy Spirit. You see, the destiny story is actually the kingdom story, that we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to partner with God to take the world back for him. We are his image bearers, sent into the world to bring his help, his hope, and his healing wherever we go. This is the story of the kingdom. And we're going to be talking a lot about the Holy Spirit today. So let me just tell you who he is. He's not a ghost or a force. He's a person. He is the spirit of Christ who was released here on the earth. And he has lots of jobs. But today we're going to focus in on how he empowers us in our destiny. We have to have a vibrant relationship with the Holy Spirit because this is the only way that we can release God's kingdom, which is God's will in action, into the world around us. Okay, this is the destiny of every disciple of Jesus. Are you ready? Partner with God, bringing his presence and his problem solving wherever we go. That's your destiny when you say yes to Jesus. Now, that destiny gets lived out in many, many different ways based upon our personality, our gifting, our season of life. But we all, when we say yes to Jesus, we actually, his dest our destiny becomes partnering with him to release the kingdom of God wherever we live and work 
and play. We all have the same destiny, but it's lived out in these different expressions. And that's why you can be a writer or a mechanic. You could be a stay-at-home parent or a student, and you could partner with God to fulfill your God-given destiny and be partners in his story of redemption of the world. Well, I wanna go to Ephesians 1.11, and I wanna read a passage here about what happens when we come into relationship with Jesus. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says. Through our union with Christ, we too have been claimed by God as, as his own inheritance. Before we were even born, he gave us our destiny that we would fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. You know what's amazing to me? When you start to understand and you start to, to study the three-in-one gospel, you begin to see it everywhere. We didn't make it up. We've just been talking about it for a few years here at our church. But you begin to see through our union with Christ, that's the identity story, isn't it? Where Jesus comes and, and he, through our union with him, we have now been claimed by God as his own inheritance. That's family language. This is the relationship story. And then we see the destiny story that he gave us our destiny before we were even born. And did you see what is our destiny? That we would fulfill the plan of God. You see, our destiny is actually that we fulfill his work. And this is so important that we understand. This means that our destiny is about what God's doing, what we do, and the partnership between those two things. Destiny is about joining Jesus in the work that he's already doing. And unfortunately, many people just don't know this. And even worse, our world has hijacked destiny, haven't they? They've said, you know, in order to fulfill your destiny, you have to be successful, you have to be rich, you have to be doing something that, you know, you were designed and you can never do anything that you don't like. You know, it's all about your happiness. But when we read in the word of God, actually our destiny is to fulfill the plan of God, not my plan. And so when we understand this, we can actually see the traps that the enemy sets out for us. Do you want to know why your destiny has been derailed? Why it feels like a duty? Why it feels dirty? You've made it about yourself. Instead, actually, our destiny is not about Julie's work or fill in the blank your work. It's about God's work. You see, God's work becomes our work. And that is an incredible partnership. Now, it can only be done in partnership. And I wanna take us to another verse because Jesus actually modeled this partnership for us. And I'm gonna take us now to John 5. And this is what Jesus says about his relationship with the Father. It's astounding. So Jesus said, this is verse 19, I tell you, I speak to you timeless truth. This means that this is important for us today. I speak to you timeless truth. The son is not able to do anything from himself or through my own initiative. I only do the works that I see the father doing for the son does the same works as his father. This is actually incredible. Jesus is saying he can do nothing outside of relationship with the Father. This is stunning. He is fully God. He's fully man. He sets aside his divinity when he comes here to earth and he operates as we are to operate, filled with the Spirit 
and listening for what the Father in heaven is doing so that he knows what to do here on earth. And the same is to be true for us. We are to do what our Father does, and we do that through this beautiful partnership with Holy Spirit. This is the good news. Jesus isn't asking us to to change the world without him. He's not asking us to fix the problems of the world in our own strength because we don't actually have the power. He has the power. He has the victory. And our encouragement, our partnership, is about enforcing the victory that Jesus has already won. This is actually the naturally supernatural life that we've been talking about, that we've been preaching on these last few weeks, that God is inviting us into an adventure that's so much more than just a good life. You know, if I had a dollar for every time I talk to parents who tell me, you know, I I just want my kids to be happier. You know, I I just, I talk to a young person and they want to have a good life. You were built for so much more than a good life. You were built for so much more than happiness. You were designed for destiny. And that destiny is fulfilling the plans and purposes of God. We get to join God in the work that he's doing. God's work becomes our work. And this is the incredible gospel story of destiny that we want to fully embrace. Here at the Vineyard, we love to say that everybody gets to play. And what we mean by that is it's not just like pastors or super spiritual people or leaders. No, every single person gets to do the work of the kingdom. They get to do the stuff. And today, I just believe that the Holy Spirit, he wants to demystify and re-energize our understanding of destiny. Let me ask you a question right now. Do you want to go on an adventure with God that's tailor-made for who God designed you to be? You were designed for destiny. And as we encounter and embrace the Holy Spirit, we're going to discover what we were made to do. Well, I love a good story, and so I want to tell you today the story of the Apostle Paul. Now, if you've been around church or you've studied church history, you're probably familiar with the Apostle Paul. He's one of the most influential Christians ever. He wrote a lot of the New Testament, and um, he was a preacher and a teacher. And, you know, when we think about, like, his destiny story, it kind of seems, like, undeniable. Like, really, Jules? Like, he was one of the most, like, prolific Christians ever. He, he brought tons of people. He, he wrote half the Bible. But what we're going to discover is actually his journey of discovering his purpose was anything but neat and tidy. Historians believe that the Apostle Paul was born around the time of Jesus, around 4 BC in Tarsus, which is modern day Turkey, and he was born into a normal family. In fact, he was born Saul and was later changed his name to Paul. And his family wasn't normal. They, they were tent makers, which after last summer, can I say I have a deeper appreciation for tents? If you were here at Urbana, you know we had to set up a tent outside. And I had no idea the maintenance and, and the care. In fact, our tent was blown down in a storm and they had to replace it. I just, you know, Paul, your job was a lot more challenging than I realized. And what I love about this is Paul was just a normal guy. He had a normal job. It wasn't a very spiritual job. And I think this is the case for many of us. You know, we're called to a normal workplace. And we can, we can think to ourselves, well, you know, my work has nothing to do with my destiny. That's not true. You see, God was actually preparing Paul for his future because in Paul's future, he was going to have to travel from place to place to place. And you better believe he needed a skill set where he could 
make a shelter. He could, he could actually make money wherever he went because he had this skill set. This is why it's so important that we don't despise the season that our destiny is currently in because we never know what God's doing that is gonna be used in another season. This is so, so important. You know, Paul, he, he wanted to make a difference. And, and the Bible tells us he was a devout Jew. He was so devout that he was part, he belonged to a special group of Jews called the Pharisees. And these Jews, they, they, they really followed all the letters of the law. They, they memorized scripture. In fact, they added extra traditions to, to that they had to uphold. And Paul, he wanted to be the best and do the most. And he was not humble. In fact, in one place in the Bible, he says, I was the best Pharisee and the best Jew of my generation. He was serious. He, he wanted to make a difference, like many of us. Now, unfortunately, his involvement with the Pharisees led to in his involvement in incredible persecution of the Christian faith. Because as Jews began to believe in Jesus and, and said that he was the Messiah, uh, Pharisees and other religious groups among Judaism were very concerned. And so he began to, to terrorize Christians. In fact, he, he wrote synagogues and he would beg for them to, to please arrest and ostracize people who were believing that Jesus was the Messiah. He, he beat and he was known to be involved in the murder of Christians. He was a terrorist to the Christian faith. And he believed that this was his destiny. He believed this, that he, this was what he was created for. So I wanna go to Acts 9. This is where we first meet the Apostle Paul. And I'm gonna pick up in verse one. His name is still Saul here, okay? Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest. He, he, he requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. So here Paul, who's Saul at this point, is doing his thing. He's like, listen, we gotta stop these followers of Jesus, and I'm gonna write to these synagogues, I'm gonna get on it. But he's about to have an encounter that's gonna change everything, picking up now in verse three. As he was approaching Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven shone, suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? asked Saul. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men with Saul stood speechless for they heard the sound of someone's voice but saw no one. Saul picked himself up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand to Damascus. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. So this encounter with Jesus, it, it shakes Paul deeply. And if we continue to read in the story, Jesus then appears to a Jew named Ananias and he says, listen, I need you to go to Paul and I need you to pray for him and release him into his destiny. And Ananias is like, uh, Jesus, like, do you, this can't be true because do you, do you know this person? He, he kills us. He, he imprisons us. Well, why do I have to go to him? And Jesus said, no, 
This is what I'm asking. And what I love here is Ananias, he agrees and he goes and partners with Jesus in this mission. And it so beautifully illustrates how our destinies are often intertwined with one another, that we get to participate in each other's stories. And so I thought it might be more helpful to actually visualize this. And so we're going to watch a scene where Ananias goes to Paul. But what you need to know as as we begin to watch this is that Paul is terrified he, he has been told to wait, and that's what he's doing, but he does not know what is happening. Turn your attention to the screen to see what happens next. Who's that? Who are you? Speak. I am one of those you want to destroy. Forgive me. I've wronged you. I've wronged God. My soul is on fire. Help me. I have chosen him to proclaim my name to the world. I'm sent by God. For you. I know you. You came to my house. you, Paul, in the name of Jesus Christ. For he has chosen you to change the world in his name. Encounter changes us. And Paul's life is never going to be the same because in this moment, destiny is released in him. And as I was preparing this message and I found this clip and I was showing it to my mother, you you know, she said, well, what if we baptize people today as they hear this message? Because this was such a profound moment in Paul's life. And I said, yeah, but what about COVID? And, And she said, well, we could figure it out. And so today we are going to baptize people. 
We are going to water baptize people by dumping water over their heads, just as you saw here. Because you see what happens is that we can't actually walk in our destiny until we have been baptized by uh, the Holy Spirit. And I believe that for some of you, that water baptism is the next step that God's asking you today. And whether you planned it or you didn't today, we are gonna do spontaneous water baptisms. And I just wanna tell you, I really did not have a lot of faith that this was going to actually be a great thing. This morning, we had one person who was signed up to be baptized and seven more people joined them this morning. And we wanna say right now, the Holy Spirit may begin to speak to some of you that today is the day for baptism. That We'll come back to that. But what you saw there was Ananias, he, he laid hands on Paul's eyes and scripture tells us that some Something like scales fell off of his eyes. And I believe that today the Holy Spirit wants to have scales fall off our eyes so that we could see our destiny clearly for the first time. What Ananias was doing was he was filling Saul, Saul, who then became Paul, up with the Holy Spirit so that Saul could be released into all that God had for him. What we saw here, and, and when, when we are water baptized, it is a public declaration of our belonging in our being. And when we are baptized by the Holy Spirit, which we're going to talk about that too, that is a, a declaration of our doing in partnership with the Spirit. You see, what you saw there was Paul went from belonging to the Pharisees to belonging to the Father. He went from being right because he followed all the rules to being right through Jesus's actions. He went from his own self-empowerment, like I'm going to do it, I'm going to stop Christianity, to Spirit-empowered, I'm going to spread Christianity everywhere. This is what happens when we, when we encounter the Holy Spirit and we walk more fully in partnership with the Spirit. I want to take us to another scripture. I know I've been all over the place and I just can't help it because Paul writes about this in Galatians. He writes about this roadmap of belonging to being to doing. And so I want us to go to Galatians 1.15. This is the Apostle Paul. He's actually saying this. He says, but then God called me by his grace and in love he chose me from my birth to be his. God's grace unveiled his son in me so that I would proclaim him to the non-Jewish people of the world. Do you hear the story of relationship, identity, and destiny? Right there, God called me by his grace and in love he chose me. That's the relationship. God's grace unveiled his son in me. That's identity. That I would proclaim him to the non-Jewish people of the world. That is his destiny. You see, this is actually the journey that Jesus wants to take each of us on, that we would understand belonging and being, and it would naturally lead us to doing the work that he's created us to do. God's work is our work. Your destiny, it's not discovered through some formula. It's discovered through friendship. And for some of you, this is a brand new idea. For others of you, you've heard this before, but you're discouraged today. And others, you know this and you live this. But wherever you're at on this journey of discovering your destiny, I want to encourage you to, to ask the Holy Spirit, what's the next step for me? Because we want to live in the fullness of this whole gospel story. I want to end my time up here by talking about this whole idea of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit. 
because actually the Bible talks about this and it says that we should be not filled just once, but filled over and over again. In fact, Jesus said to his disciples, don't even think about going to do the work I've called you to until the spirit comes. And so it's so important that we understand being filled with the spirit. And you know what? The church has done so much damage and I'm sorry because we, we've not done a good job of explaining what it means to be filled with the Spirit. And what can end up happening is it can feel like some people are filled and some people aren't. And it feels like there's people who are in and people who are out. And that's not the truth. Because here's the truth. When you say yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit, he comes and he lives inside you and he never leaves. This is the truth. But we have to ask ourselves, okay, so how then am I filled? Because often we think of it's either filled or empty. But today I wanna to give us a different analogy. And so I'm gonna use a snow globe. You've probably seen a snow globe before. You know, it has a glass dome and inside there's water and you can't see it right now, but there's little flecks of snow in this snow globe. Right now they're settled at the bottom. But if I shake this snow globe, what starts to happen? The snow fills the entire space. It gets stirred up. This is what being filled with the Spirit is like. That when, our, when we are shaken, when we're stirred, His Spirit permeates every part. The analogy isn't empty or fi uh, filled or empty. It's stirred or settled. Amen. And we want to be stirred today because let me tell you, this is the next step in every person's journey of destiny. We cannot do the work we were called to do apart from Him. We have to to have his Holy Spirit stirred up in us and it changes everything. It affects us physically and emotionally and spiritually so that we can have these everyday encounters. We want to be people who embrace this life because Jesus has an awesome adventure for every single one of us. He wants us to live in daily partnership and communion with him. He's assigning each of us to these different areas, but he wants us today, he wants us to be stirred up and some of us to be water baptized as a sign and a symbol of us saying yes to the next part of our destiny. So I'm just gonna pray and invite him to do his work. So Holy Spirit, this is your work. This is your house. These are your people. And God, we, we give our destiny back to you. God, I thank you that our destiny is not about our work, God. It's about your work and us joining in partnership with you, God. Give us fresh eyes, God, and ears to hear and see what you're doing. We welcome you now into this space. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the message today. To experience more powerful messages, go to vineyardlive.us or join our Vineyard Life Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teachings.